Welcome to Kicking It Local, the podcast all about the football community in South Australia. I'm your host, Johnny Kecko. In this podcast, we chat to players, officials, coaches, everyone involved in the local league in South Australia. And today I'm joined by the president of the State League 2 Club in South Australia, Johnny Lastella. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to have you on the show, Johnny, because... I like talking to presidents as well to really see what it's like at a club. What's it like for you being a part of um, the Western Strikers? Oh, it's, you know, <laughs> I've been there since I was 15. So I played under 15s there from at Woodville City. So the club um, originally called Woodville City Soccer Club. Uh, it started in 1980. Um, and I think, I believe it started at Brighton back in the day. Mm. Um, so bit of a long history there. But when I started, we were at, uh, remember the Venator Club? Yeah. Just around the corner of Beverly. So, yeah, 1994, played under 15s there. And, um, yeah, I've, I've pretty much been there since then. So, you know, being a junior player, then a senior player, then, a, you know, coach some junior kids when, mm. when I needed to, when they had no coaches, just to help them out while I was playing. Um, and then in 2017, you know, at the end of 2016, the club was a bit – struggling with numbers um so i stepped in my son was four so we put him in the under sixes and my nephew was four and and then the friends in the community sort of started from that so really you know my my start was 2017 my first year president so yeah with um so there's a lot to talk about because you've been there since 94 which is the year i was born so it's a long time you've been in the club for as long as i've been alive yeah was there any family ties at the club? No, not really. We had a uh, teacher at Salesian College named Tony Froney that was coaching the under-15s. And, yeah, I was at LA City the year before, under-14s, and I just wanted a change. It was a bit closer to home. And, yeah, we put a team together. And and believe it or not, those most of those boys that are in that team from under-15s and 94, you know, there's a lot of them still friends today yeah. and then a few of them, their kids play at the club today as well. So, yeah, we created a friendship um, at the club and we just got – it just continued to grow over the years, you know. So, And that cultural aspect that I had at the Venata Club, I just – my main purpose now is to make sure our kids have the same mm. experience. Like if you come to the club Friday nights, you know, you know, we do over 120 meals because we try to get as many kids – as possible, even though we've got 250. Yep. But, you know, having 120 kids stay around, they play, they're, you know, you leave the light and lights on on the main pitch and they're out there till 10 o'clock playing while parents are enjoying themselves. So that that aspect of it is very important for me. But then you got the football aspect as well, So which we're trying to redevelop our juniors to get young boys through to the 18s reserves and first team, which – you know, we've been very successful as a club, you know, especially before I was born. You know, we had players like, you know, Dino Manilo, Anthony Manilo, Tony Vidmar, Elio Midfield. They all played at the club, Woodville days. And back in those days, we were only a junior club, so we could only play to under-14s. And then they went to, like, West Adelaide, Adelaide City, White City, you know. Yep. So, you know, Phil Scardino is another one, Pellegrino, Adriano Pellegrino yep. came for the club. You know, and there's a few boys, like my brother, he played a couple of years and went overseas Yep, play as well. So, you know, we've got a strong foundation, um, but unfortunately back then it was hard to maintain them because yep. the, obviously they want to go to bigger clubs. Or, you know, there's money thrown around from other clubs and makes it, makes it difficult. So what we try and tell our boys, you know, we keep them loyal, keep them 
honest and create that culture. So not only, um, you know, they're playing for a club, but they fall in love with the club like we did when we were young. So, What were some of the aspects, because we talk about the uh, Venetal Club and the culture had back there. What were some of the aspects that you fell in love with um, with the club? Oh, like I just mentioned, those Friday nights, you know, yeah. we used to, you know, they the Venetal Club used to put the quail and yeah, polenta nice. nights or they put the pasta nights and then across the road, the Clips were powerhouse, the 36s were playing. So our parents used to stay, we used to walk across the road, sneak in to watch the 36s, <laughs> go back, like, you know, it was just... That's a great culture. It was that part yeah. of it that, you know, not many clubs have, you mm. know, so which is great. Unless you're an ethnic club like, you know, White City Raiders, you know, maybe Blue Eagles a little bit. Yep. You know, if you got that in you, then it's different, you know. But with us, we just had to create the friendship. Yep. And then just keep together, you know what I mean? So Yeah, so that culture that comes back from there, what's the difference? Because a lot has changed in the world, in society since that, that time. In, oh, in, definitely. In 28 years. So what's the, to try and get it back to that or a little bit back to that, what do you need to do to try to get there? So what we, what we did was target the ex-players. So a lot of ex-players and then mm. their friends and their communities, you know, like, you know, there's players like Dino Paris. He's now our junior technical director who, you know, he played out of city with me when I was little, you know. Um, then he went to Burks, played first team under Charlie Villani at Burkala and then once he finished there, he came and played Western Strikers with me and then, you know, he had a link to the club. Like his brother, Ivano Paris, had a link to the club. You know, we played under... Carlo Taladira together, Pat Krishi, you know, Charlie Villani. Mm. So, you know, we we try and get out that friendship that we had with all these boys at the club and now we're going for their siblings. I think it's the best it's one of it's a good tactic to have, you know, the kids' kids that are there now. Then we've got some grandparents, you know, that are at the club, their grandkids are playing, you know, who are on the committee, yep. been there for so long, you know. So that's the tactic we're using. And it's um it's it's good to see that that the generations at yeah. the club still going today. And um, for yourself, you're now the president of the club. Yeah. You played 200 games there. What's one of your favourite moments um, during your playing career? Oh well, um, I think it was could have been 2000 or 2001. Uh, Nick Pensaris was coaching the old uh, West Adelaide National League coach. And I believe we're playing Demons and we're down at three three new half time. It was a shocking game, and he, he came in at halftime. He said, "You guys, you got us in the pro- this problem here. Yep. You guys go get us out." And we ended up winning four three. Jeez, so yeah, it was a pretty pretty good moment for us. You guys would have been back at the uh, the club afterwards. Yeah, for well, a long time. we were there. It was at our ground, thank <laughs> yeah. God. It wasn't at not wasn't at Port Perry, so that was good. I guess the other moment um, which sort of stood out was 2011 when we won the cup. Yeah, so for a club like us to win the Federation Cups, like, you know, winning 10 trophies. Mm. So that was probably pretty important for us as a community and a club. So. And now you are you moved into the role as president in 2017, five years now um, yes. in that role. So there would have been a lot of struggles um, along the way and you're now back in the State League too. So what are some of the struggles you've seen from the way up and on the way back? Down? Yeah, so I guess the struggle for us is financially, you know, it's um, having that limited money and resources to maintain players and um, get better players to be competitive. Yep. So that, that that's the biggest struggle, you know. So, And the fact that you've got, you know, there's four or five other clubs in the area which makes it difficult too, mm. you know. So, you know, there's Fulham, there's White City, Port Adelaide, um, and Vipers and us, 
Yeah. And we're like in a circular key of 10, 15K radius, you know, so that makes it hard to as well, so. With that issue, what what do you try to do as a president to try and... Um, keep players. Yeah, keep players and bring new players in as well. Yeah, um, bringing new players, I guess, you know, makes a bit of a bit of a challenge, but mm. I guess... Our, like like I mentioned before, our cultural aspect sort of wins a lot of families over. Yep. Um, that keeps keeps kids there. I guess coaching as well. You need to have good coaches. I'm very fortunate enough that we've got a lot of ex players that coach mm. as well. So that's important. But you're never going to keep people happy. Like it's always going to be yeah, you, know, you know, 300. We over 330 players from a six year old to a mm. first team and a collegiate and a women's. There's always going to be one or two that it's hard to cut, hard to keep. So people are going to they're going to go, they're going to come, they're going to go. So it is a challenge. Looking to the future for the club, do you, do you have any um, goals you guys are trying to reach at the moment? Yeah. So uh, at the moment, we're basing our like concentrating on our youth. So you know, for example, last week we had a player that trained with the first team. His name's uh, Vegas Stefano. He's only 15 years old, plays yep. for the under-16s. He's been training with the first team about four sessions. Um, we put him in the reserves last week and he scored the winning goal. So that's <laughs> a great story, you know. So so our youth is the most important and to keep those players at the club and build them up from there. So that's the key at the moment. So And talking about the youth as well, you're also, besides being the president at the club, you're now the uh, coach of the juniors as well? Yeah, so I coach my son in the under-11s. We've got two teams. Um, I did the under-8s last year with my younger son. So we just, yeah, we're trying to build those Mm. under-11s and those under-12s up in the next four years of plans and put them in the 18s, make a strong 18s and reserves and, yeah, have a lot of youth coming through the ranks. So that's what's important. That's why... I'm coaching, just yeah. to make sure we've got a half-decent coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, to coaching, president, a lot of um, responsibility for yourself and you also got your kids, so you got to you take the training, but yeah. that kind of coincides with coaching. With coach, I'm there anyway, so I might as well coach them. Yeah. yeah, so what's it like to juggle all that as well as your full-time job, job. as well? Yeah, that that's a challenging part. So a lot of it's done, obviously, you know, online, like via email. Um, yeah. Spending time at the club makes it, difficult to try and to do things because volunteers are there's no volunteers people don't want to work when they get paid these days no you know it's hard to find people at work for us but then you know to try get parents to volunteer it's one of the biggest challenges any club has yeah whether you're football hockey soccer doesn't matter that's that's the challenge and i think having that culture aspect that i mentioned before those parents, some of them are stepping up, yep. but it's still limited. But you need to grasp that. You need to have a yeah. good team socially, and a good like and a good team on the committee. It's you know it's a bit of both. The committee can't do it all. Mm. They tend to do it all, but you need that social group to come in. That's yep. hard. So. Volunteers are yeah, they're very hard to come by. But when you do find the right one, it is. Um, it's great. It's great because then they're very passionate for the club and you can see within the community, what do you believe needs to be done to try and entice new people into the club? New people? As, um, as volunteers. What? Yeah. I guess, you know, there's, there's certain things you can do, certain things that we do. Um, it's like, you know, it's that's a difficult question, you know. It just depends on their time and what they can do and what they what they can't do, you know, for the club. But to entice them, you know, you you might give them a discount of their fees the following year or, you know, 
something like that could be an option. But With voluntary as well, you would know in your position, you're 100% a volunteer as a coach, president, but your, your full-time job, you work in the uh, produce industry. Yeah, correct. What's it like? I just mentioned about juggling all the, the work and that, but it's a full-on job that you've got outside of here. What's it like um, working in the produce? Um, uh, it has its challenging. Like COVID, the first year of COVID was, was pretty good. You know, we mm. uh, a lot of produce industry businesses made good money but then the year after was a very challenging you know you couldn't get staff yeah waste a lot of product um so but this year probably is is the third year into it you know we can't we can't get people now from overseas which we rely on you know we rely on a lot of backpackers so you know with the businesses gone full automation to try and limit the amount of labor we need so a lot of our machines are coming from like europe and new zealand Mm. to upgrade our shed or our packing facility so we can not have not rely on staff yep. basically what is the company you work for in the role virginia farm produce so probably sales manager so i sell all the yep. potatoes and onions internationally and domestically so export's been pretty good lately yeah domestic's okay but yeah it's uh it, it's it's a 24 7 job so yeah, I can tell because we're trying to organise this interview. With yeah, his. I was all over the show. <laughs> That's yeah. all right, though, because I uh, finally got you on here to talk about the club and um, and yourself as well. But um, there's a long history for Western Strikers since the 1980s. Yeah. So the future coming up now, you're in State League 2 this season, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so what's the, uh, the, the goal? So it's rebuilding. So Straight it's... into State League 1 next year or you yeah. want to try and um, – is it a, a, a couple of year building now it, process? It could be, but if we make the top six, then we could be able to shake any team in State League 2, I believe. So we've got the quality. We've just had a bit of a rough start just due to injuries and then COVID mm. and it's just, you know, killed the team completely. So we've uh, signed a couple of new boys now. So we had a good win yesterday. So we're fifth at the moment. The, surely we want to make State League 1. Absolutely. We can rebuild in State League 1, but if it takes us a year or two, I mean, you know, we're not too fast yep. at the moment, but we want to try and push Every year as much as possible. State League 2 is um, the lowest division. It's the third division in South Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, What's some of the challenges of being in that league? Because we see a lot of clubs there that have been there for a long time. Some that have come down and managed to get out straight away. But what are the challenges as a a newly um, relegated team into that league? What are the challenges you see? Uh, Mindset, you know, being in State League 2, playing against other teams that have been in State League 2, you think yeah, you've already won when you walk on the park, yep. which you haven't because it's 11 v 11. doesn't mm. matter where they're from <laughs> what yeah. league. Um, the referees, you know, probably are not as strong as what they are in the State League 1 or MPL, obviously. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's that's mainly it. For us, it's a mindset thing. You know, we need to get over that and yep. just focus forward and know – when we go out there, we believe in ourselves and we can win every game. Yeah. So. How hard is it to bring players into the um, into the team, being in that in that league as it's, well? It's not too bad. It, it's like I mentioned, because of that culture we have and how some players have been at the club. Like you mm. know, Seth Butler, we just signed again, and Alex Medinovsky during the week. You know, they're two ex players that three years ago under Dino Paris, who was coaching. You know, we could have been promoted to MPL. We lost, unfortunately, 2-1 to Cumberland to make the grand final mm. at Cumberland's ground. You know, and now they're in MPL and we're in State League 2. So those boys have come back to the club because of how we are and what 
yeah. they know and they like it. You know what I mean? So that's important too, you know. And so they want to help rebuild the club, rebuild, which, is, yeah. which is great. And, or get promoted straight away. Yeah, they come in. Yep. And how do you, um, how's it that having those guys come back into the club, how's that helped on the on the field as well with the, the mentality of the well, other players? It's funny. So the Alex came on yesterday in the, what, 65th minute and just, yeah, completely settled the defence, more presence, strong, mm. vocal. He was great. We ended up winning 4-2, you know, and we'll 2-0 down. Yep. So it's a great achievement, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, it's it's a good bonus to have those boys back. So we're looking at maybe one or two more, but, yeah, having the boys back there, you know, even Seth, he hasn't played yet, but just being there, being on the bench for the young goalkeeper, yep. you know, put him a bit under pressure as well. And then when Seth's ready to jump on, he can jump on, so he can do a job. So With State League 2, you've been relegated from State League 1. The challenges, of, we talk about the challenges of um, getting players back to the club and you've managed to get some back. But we're looking at the other side of it, off the field, sponsors, a massive deal with clubs. Yeah. How do you guys find it um, at the moment in the Western Suburbs, which, which is very diluted with a lot of clubs, trying yeah. to find sponsors? So, you know, I guess with sponsorship, it's... It's who the who the business you target and mm. what you can offer them mainly. So, you know, I have to thank a big thank you to D'Angelo Coffee. Um, they've been a major sponsor for us for the last oh, maybe five years since yeah. I've been at the been president. They've supported me quite well. But there's great few, coffee as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good coffee. So there's a few others like TriStar Electrical, yeah. Clark Security. Um, Diverse Fire Group, Taste Kitchens, you know, those guys there who have been on the committee, you yeah. know, and I'll mention them, which is Tony Esposito, Ange Delfonso, Tony Fregnito, Mark Worthley, those guys, Giulio Bonetti, those guys there are the, you know, we have a committee and they're like the backbone of it. Yeah. You know, they support us financially. They support us with volunteers. They support us with everything. So without that group there, the club probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah. Probably wouldn't survive. Um, and then with my side of it, leading them from the junior side and having that good junior base supporting them. So together as a, as a whole, we can yep. make the club go forward. You know, it, it's important that the sponsors and the community members yeah. and the junior numbers support each other for us to move forward or else it probably wouldn't work. Yep. So what do you have to do like, when you get um, relegated? Yep. The sponsors, is there con- a little bit of concern from them Yeah, as well? a little bit, yeah. Yes, there is. Um, Belgravia as well is one of the major sponsors of the mm. club, which is uh, Joe Siciliano. Um, we've got fantastic gear this year with New Balance, which has gone, which signed a three-year deal with them. Yep. So he's supported us quite a bit. But from going, you know, from State League 1 to State League 2, I guess we've become stronger mm. as a group. Yep. Um, and work, our focus is to rebuild and restructure and to push forward. And, you know, yes, our aim is to get back in, but we're going to do it together. And I guess this year is probably a bit of a special year because two years ago with COVID here, we were supposed to have our 40th anniversary. We're actually going to have it this year at yep. Sunnybrae on the 6th of August. So it's really our 40th anniversary, but it's really 42nd. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have it. Got it. You know, Rob Shahad is coming from Sydney. You know, the guy from, I think it was on Fat Piece, you know, that comedian guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> he's coming down. He's done two of our shows already yep. in the past with Tahir. So, you know, he's a great supporter as well of the club. Yep. So, yeah, he's going to MC. He's going to do a few 
few jokes along the way. You know, we're going to bond together, have a good night and a bit of a celebration of football. Yep. Hopefully we get a few ex-players come from the past. Um, yeah, that'll be great and just have a Maybe fun Tony night. Vidmar or really? Well, we've asked Tony. It depends if he's in the country. Yep. I'm not too sure. So Busy schedule. I think Dino and Anthony Manila, Manila would come. Phil Scardinia, who are all ex-juniors from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, a few of the ex-coaches are going to come as well, like Taladira, Charlie Villani, Nick Pensaras, Brenton Hearn. You know, a few of those, all those boys, they all played against each other back in the day in the old NSL. So, and then they all coach a club, which is great. So hopefully we can get them together on the table. Yeah, well, these celebrations are important for clubs to um, acknowledge. Absolutely. So it'll be good to, for you guys to finally get out there and um, oh, for sure. celebrate it. Yeah, absolutely. We need it, especially this year. could be a bit of a bonus year. Who knows? You know, we're sitting fifth at the moment. We got um, a couple good games coming ahead, which we should, you know, get three points on the next one and three points after that. So we're just going to keep pushing hard. And yeah, the juniors are going really well. So yeah, I mean, as a whole, we're being relegated State League Two, we're we're facing it strong. We're not giving up. Now your family's involved in soccer. Um, you've been involved for a long time, and uh, your brother also is a coach in uh, South Australia as well. Uh, in the WNPL, Michele yep. La Stella. Yeah, so Michele has been coaching them for the last three years. He also assists um, Stenta at the LA United Girls in the summer. And then we all play, I forgot to mention, we all play in the collegiate team. So we have a collegiate team. So both my brothers and a lot of ex-players and coaches that are there, we all play together on a Saturday morning or mid-morning or one o'clock whenever it is. So, you know, we all, we all link to the club somehow and try to keep them there by having this collegiate team too so which is great do you catch up with your brother like you obviously play with him yeah is it a very close um uh friendship you guys have together yeah uh, well, it's bond? a family club so all our mates are there all our kids kids mates are there so not to mention that my sister-in-law which is his wife plays for our stately uh, our div two women's team yeah so we've got a women's team um, which is coached by Dom Nazoni, another ex-strikers boy. So, yeah, she plays for them and, yeah, we're all linked somehow. So he's there watching them Friday nights or Wednesday nights and, yeah. And like I said, yeah, it's a small family club and yep. that's what that's what makes it great, really. The feel's great, so. be good if we got you back to where Venetal Club used to be because that feel down there, I've never yeah, got there the when best. I was a kid, but that I remember was... walking past it and just seeing the um, atmosphere around there. Yeah, so we're looking kid. So we're looking at doing some renovations or, you know, something else to the council we need to talk to about it, but, you know, it's a tough slog and we've just got to try to win them over. State government's helped us a little bit yep. um, with some funding for some fencing and um, seating, etc. So, yeah, the, the, the next five years, there'll be a bit of a makeover at the club. How stressful is it to, before we let you go, um, to when you're trying to make changes and talking to the, um, the councils, yep. what is it like doing that role as a president and trying to um, negotiate? It's one of the biggest challenges. You know, when they say to you, you know, remember when you we were at high school, you had to do projects and yep. assignments and that? Yes, hated it. Hated it. So now we have to do a master plan for the council to yep. try and get a, either a new facility or a new complex. A lot of clubs have done it. We're, the, yep. we're probably the one of the last ones, but it's probably the best way mm. to be because you can sit back, see what others have done, and then say, hey, all right, this is what we need to do. So at the moment, we're looking at probably coming up with a whole new 
look for the whole reserve, yep. not just for the club, but for the community as well. So netball courts and little 5v5 courts. And there's a lot of space that's wasted on Carnegie Reserve South, which I believe that we could do something for the community, yep. which that's the next step. That's my assignment I have to do for, not for my <laughs> principal or my school teacher, but for the council, which probably needs to be done uh, before September. Yep. So there's a few of us working in the background for that, which is exciting. So It is very exciting. And it's good to see a lot of clubs now uh, embracing that. And we used to see them doing – it was simple clubs. It went to a while ago that we saw renovations happening. It, was, it, was, it wasn't as exciting. No. But in the last couple of years, we've seen some amazing new facilities, especially look at Croydon. Yeah. Um, the new one for, uh, that was done by the council for Modbury Vista as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, some great new facilities. Mount, yeah, Mount Barker as Mount well. Mount Barker. So Johnny Fusco is an old uh, friend of mine, played together at LA City and what he's done up there and yeah. it's fantastic. So, you know, I think their complex is, I think it's done or almost done. I'm not sure if the, uh, it's the... It's almost, yeah, it's almost completed, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. So and it's 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 great to see this now that all these clubs are building not just only in the NPL or the State League One, but also State League Two yeah, clubs. Yeah, of course we have to. We've got State League Two have probably got six of the best pitches mm. in the state. Yeah. Really, if you look at it, like you know, Cobra's got a new one. There's Mount Barker, Modbury Vista. Who else is there? Or Pontians play at Modbury Jets. So yep. that's a good field. You know, there's all these different ones. Seaford. I got uh, artificial. Yep. Northern Demons. Yes. So yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. Like some of the fields in state league too, not too bad. But you know the ones that are artificial and that yeah, they're good to play on. So it's good to see that all three leagues are doing the right thing, not just one. You know. Yeah, and it's good for the future of the game as well. Yeah. So, so hopefully we see you guys. Um, your your hard work pay off and hopefully move your way back up and have a great facility as well. Yeah. Just before I let you go, yep. final thing I do to every single guest I have on the show, I ask them the kicking it questions. Um, so which footballer would you love to kick it with on the field one day? Anyone in the world? Any player in the world? Really? Any player? Any player. Uh, Budge or... Budge Yeah, he's the best. Do you um, love watching him as a kid? Yeah, for sure. It was 18 years ago he played his last game, I reckon. So it's gone that quick. I was 10 years old. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jeez, that goes quick. Hey, um, and the last question as well. Name two players you would love to... Sit back, kick uh, kick it with on a Saturday night and watch some football. So one locally and one international. Locally? Yeah, locally and one international. Isaias, I reckon. Is, oh, Isaias. Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah. Um, then internationally, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably Totti. Totti. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't play anymore, but I love yeah. with him. That'll be a oh, good night out. Yeah, for sure. Get us some, uh, maybe some uh, quails on the barbecue. For sure. Yeah. Polenta. Polenta. Not that I'm... I'm from Veneto or not, but still, it's still good. Doesn't matter. I'm not good. either, but... Quails <laughs> are good. No, nice. I love a, a nice quail on the barbecue, mate. Thank you so much for joining me. It's good to um, chat about the Western Strikers and what you're doing at the club yeah. and your passion for the club as well. No, no worries. Thank you. Johnny Lastella, the president of Western Strikers. Make sure you subscribe to Kicking It Local wherever you get your podcast so you can get a taste of the SA football community. Plus, follow at Kicking It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.